time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Welcome to the podcast. I am slowly becoming unburned. I just had two weeks of of, uh, Easter break for my 13-year-old daughter. So I have been told, I think we're over 3,000 times, uh, that I'm not a bright man. So I'm starting, I'm, I'm building the confidence back slowly. You'll have this to look forward to, Brad. And actually, Gary, both of them have babies. Uh, my guest today, amazing stand-up comedian. Uh, we're going to be talking comedy. We're going to be talking uh, Broncos. And we're going to be talking worst gigs with, uh, with the great Brad Williams. Brad, how are you today? You look fantastic. Thanks, sir. Good to be back. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm fantastic because while you were stuck with your kid for two weeks, uh, I was on the road. Oh, nice. Two weeks. That's and, the exact uh, opposite. That is total man, opposite energy. Sleep is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleep is vastly underrated. Uh, Chet, um, do you happen to? I you know I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have an update for us? Do I have an update for? That's all I have. I don't even have a refrigerator. It's just wall-to-wall updates. Time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by the Kyrie Irving Masterclass. Hang on to a grudge forever with Kyrie Irving. NBA playoffs. The mediocre team Hunger Games are finally over, and we have actual playoff series. Boston and Brooklyn going at it like Marjorie Taylor Green at a psych eval. Phoenix Suns hotter than a black chair in a glass house in Phoenix. The Bucks like promos for the newest Kardashian crap TV show. They just keep coming at you. 76ers pounding on the Raptors like Alex Van Halen's hot for teacher intro. And finally, the Lakers are so old they nod off in the recliner before the late playoff game. They're old. That wrap-up sponsored by Par Mitzvah the golf method that'll make a man out of you. America's pastime. No, not feeling angry about missing Wordle. Baseball. I don't want to say that Dodgers are filthy rich, but they got two prospects from South Korea in exchange for an F-15 fighter jet and a new baritone for BTS. Meanwhile, the Angels say, hey, Tani, so hot. The director of the Avengers sequel said, let's bring him in for a reading. That item sponsored by Cataraction, the dating app for people with blurry vision. NFL in one week, it's draft day, or as Baker Mayfield calls it, Black Friday. Packer signed Sammy Watkins, said Aaron Rodgers, now I have to study my chemistry. Cleveland Browns announced they've canceled a promo they scheduled before obtaining Deshaun Watson. Sunday, October 16th will no longer be masseuse night. That item sponsored by Can I Get a Fitness? Go to church and work out at the same time with Can I Get a Fitness? And finally, this week in sports history, the year 2022, the place Boston, Massachusetts. Shocker! The Boston Marathon swept by the Kenyans, said white runners 
Maybe it's time to start a family. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Dick Tucker's Women's Clothes for Men. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Chet. Thank you. Uh, that was actually good. I can understand why you're, why you're wall-to-wall updates. It seems like you work on it. My guest today, uh, one of the best comics working the road today, uh, Russell Wilson hasn't made his wife as happy as he's made this man. The great Brad Williams. Brad, you're pumped. You're ready. You're in your jersey. Did you see that? Did yeah, you see the Russell Wilson jersey. I love it. Look, as a um, as a as a Wisconsin guy, University yeah. of Wisconsin fan, I I I am I am just thrilled for you. The guy when he came to Madison for one year, he got dumped by North Carolina State or whatever that was, and he came to Madison for one year, and you just watched him play, and you went, "Oh, well, that's how good we could be with an incredible quarterback." And and you just went, this guy is going big time pro. And then the pros and the scouts and everybody, he gets shoved down to the third round and you go, no, he, he's 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 one of the greats of all time. Yeah, because uh, they, no one wanted to draft him because of their short bias. There's like, ah, he's five foot ten. How is he going to be a good quarterback at five foot ten? <laughs> By the way, do you know what that does to my self-esteem when you just hear wall-to-wall coverage of someone talking about, ah, how can he do anything in life at a measly five foot ten? How does he even wake up and not put a gun in his mouth every morning when he when, when he realizes he's five foot ten? Yeah. No, fuck yourself with all that five foot ten. Yeah, talk. yeah. He's he's uh he's a role model for uh yeah. For for yeah. anyone under five ten, all the way down to under four ten. Yeah, which which would be me. It, it's weird to have a guy five foot ten be like the short guy role model, but yeah, uh, yeah he he he's the guy we look up to, literally and figuratively. It's fantastic. This dude comes to Denver. You've been a lifelong Bronco fan, inexplicably. Yep. Uh, yeah. be, you know, it makes zero sense when you think about it. No sense at all. No, you were raised in where were you raised? Uh, Orange County, California, yeah. uh, and then uh, the only reason why I'm a Denver Broncos fan because at the time I was born, 1984, which is a millennia ago, uh, we, we had two teams in Los Angeles at that point, I believe. Uh, but I'm I'm a Broncos fan because my dad went to Stanford, and uh, the Broncos got Elway in the draft, and he's a Stanford QB, so he's like, we gotta support a Stanford QB because <laughs> uh, the only other o- the only other option was Jim Plunkett. With the Raiders, and um, I, I wasn't born with face tattoos or priors, so right. uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not a Raider fan. Uh, so I so I'm a lifelong diehard De- Denver Broncos fan. I'm stoked, even if Russell isn't the greatest quarterback in the league, which I don't think he is. I believe he's top eight, and top eight gives you a shot. It 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 it, it, it gives you something. It gives you a hope. With, I think you've uh, been yeah you've been talking yourself down too much. I think yeah uh, you know I know that fandom immediate excitement over somebody that great and then well hang on like uh, top it I think he's a top four quarterback uh I, I, you know I I think Rogers I think Mahomes mm-hmm. Josh and Allen. Josh Allen maybe Brady but I'm putting Wilson ahead of Brady because of his mobility Brady's yeah. amazing. Uh, but you know, yeah, I think Russell is going to have a line. Now he's going to actually have an offensive line. He actually yeah. has a line. So 
Uh, Garrett Holds is no longer Garrett Holds. He's a Pro Bowl uh, le- left tackle. So uh, I'm stoked, man. I'm excited for the next football season. I'm 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 excited that now that the Broncos are getting good again, uh, I have some connections to the team, so I'm going to be yeah. seeing them quite a few times. Are uh, you planning a trip already? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's 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 happening. All right, uh, you know I don't know if, I don't know if you heard the masks are off on planes, so it it's the wild yeah, west. Look, Let's oh, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, at, at at the very least, the upside will be. No more psycho people screaming about masks on planes with any luck at all. To, like to me, that was more toxic than the virus. So I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Although I'm, I'm, I'm fine with those guys being gone. If someone would have stood up in a plane and started singing Jesus tunes, I'm not. I would have prayed there would have been some weird anti-vax conspiracy <laughs> guy who would have just said, "You're stepping on my vibe, man." Yeah. You I know, got hate happen. I I have hate coursing through this plane right now, and you're fucking it up, man. <laughs> Listen, here here's my thing. Whether it be the crazy anti-vaxxer who's jumping up in the middle and saying that this is a whole abomination against his freedom, or the uh, Jesus freaks doing a doing a mid uh, mid air concert. All I'm saying is that. Even though Will Smith is out of the academy, he's got plenty of places for appointment. I think Will Smith, oh. Air Marshal. That's wow. That's, that's the, next the next movie. movie. Yeah, next, next movie. movie. Will Smith, Air Marshal. It's not even a movie. It's just yeah. reality show. Get a can't get a GoPro on Will Smith, and whenever anyone stands up to be like, "What this is a, I I should be able to do whatever I want in, in, in public." Boom! Then Boom. he goes full Will Smith. I love it. I already got the sequel. He tears his rotator cuff in his right shoulder and he has to train and go left-handed mm. slap. Huh? Oh, you call it you, you, air, air marshal too, the stranger. <laughs> oh, I like, I like it. Hey guys, that one's sponsored by eclectic, a dozen eggs, a dozen different birds and Brad. Oh, you're going to want these new Gentix wiener pills directly from Ted Nugent. Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much, Chet. Uh, Let's talk comedy, which we have rarely done, actually. Uh, And I want to dive into this a little bit because you are uh, a roadmaster right now. The old Buick roadmaster. You are out a ton right now. Yeah. (laughs) How do you keep your interest on stage? You generate a lot of material, but do you keep it by working a crowd? Do you keep it by trying new material? Is it a combination? Are you honing stuff for an album? What goes into keeping your brain in the ball game? All of these repetitive set after set after set. Sure. Uh, and well, it's kind of what you said. I get bored with my own material, even if it's good. So um, <laughs> I, I'm constantly trying new stuff and whether it be, something happens in the news or something happens in my personal life or just I'm tired of doing the same set again and again and again. Um, I'm constantly throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And then, but all, but, but, but also being, I hate using this phrase cause it's so cliche, but being in the moment. And if something is going on in the room that I've got to talk about. Uh, so last week I was in Everett, Washington, Jeff. Okay. Everett, yes. Washington. And if you're like, where's that? Exactly. Uh, but, 
but the, so trouble getting a spotlight for the gig. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, but as, <laughs> as, as I tell people when when I go to certain towns and they go, "Why are you here?" and I go, "The check clears. That's why I'm here." Exactly. Also, shut the hell up! I'm here. Yeah. Don't, don't like so. Um, but the, so. The last big band Everett had through there was probably the Black Crows in about '94. That's a guess. Yeah. 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 So. I walk out on stage at the uh, historic Everett Theater, which is what you're supposed to call it. And before I even say a word into the microphone, a dude up in the up, up in the cheap seats yells out, "Brad, I love you. It's my birthday. I'll suck your dick." <laughs> wow, that's how we started. By wow. the way, it's his birthday, and he's sucking my dick. Well, that's, you know, uh, he's a giver. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's a it's it's he's a he's a generous human being. It's going to give him joy. Who are you to argue with his joy? Yeah. So that so that happened. I'm, and so I'm like, OK, well, it did. It happened all the Oh, Oh, OK. You mean just him shouting it happened? Oh, no. I mean, there the was whole thing. Happened. Oh, OK. I, I'm lonely. I, anyway, <laughs> so uh, that happened to start the show. So I already know this show is not going to be your typical show. Then. Later in the show, I I make a joke about my dog. I've got an eighty five pound pit bull that I that I live with, and that's not a euphemism for my wife. Uh, I, Thank I, God. Yeah, I, you're you're already in the doghouse for getting a, a, a homosexual blowjob. Now you're going to start nicknaming your wife. I'm not yeah. sure that's the area to go in. No kidding. So I so yes, we I, I do a joke about the dog and. Someone in the audience just yells out randomly, hey, Brad, I've got a dog here. And I got to stop and be like, <laughs> okay, you have a dog here. All right. What's, why? <laughs> like, and then without me just saying why, this guy walks towards the stage holding uh, a 10-week, 10-week wow. old English bulldog puppy and just puts him on the stage and then walks back to his seat. <laughs> wow, th- this is a very giving community ever at Washington. I may yeah. have judged them too harshly too quickly. Yes. These, these people are generous. They're giving so, you dogs. Although yeah. at 10 weeks old, uh, what do you say, an English bulldog? Yeah. Yeah, th- their lifespan is only about seven months. So he's got to <laughs> live fast, that dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been wearing like, the English bulldog is like the poster child for sleep apnea masks. We need to have, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Chet can find a dog sleep apnea mask sponsor somewhere. I yeah. don't know. Let me work on that. Chet will work on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it would be called, but uh, yeah. So the dog is just on stage with me, and I, I just kind of like hold the dog. I'm like, okay, now I'm doing jokes with the dog, and the stage is up high. The dog's ten weeks old. There's lights. The dog's very confused. I'm like, hey, come get your dog. Like, I, I still have show to do. You know, it's like, it's not like. I've I got a blowjob to get to, for God's sake. Come get oh, your my. dog out of here. Let's move it. As soon as, as soon as I'm done off stage, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got the birthday boy in the wings just waiting for me. Come on. So that, and that, so that's the second crazy thing that happened to this show. But. Oh. Because all all good or bad things come in threes. Um, at the end of the show, I, I'm I'm doing a meet and greet when the show is done, and uh, I I just set up shop with a table and 
a background and my merchandise. And if someone wants to buy something, great. If they just want a photo with me, totally fine. And I'm doing that. And a uh, dwarf woman, uh, when I get to my meet and greet place, she's behind the table. And I kind of look at her and go, hey, do you work here? And she goes, no. <laughs> why are you? Why are you I got a rule for my tables. One dwarf at a time. And I'm yes. it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like, I like my merch tables like my like my porn only one dwarf necessary <laughs> um so i look at her and i'm like well what are you doing and 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 she goes i want a photo with you and i look at the security that's right there and the look on his face is like oh i thought she was with you wow and- so we could hashtag this person right out of their job not that we would but no. uh things yeah you, so there was an assumption made Yes. That there was, there essentially, was all short people know each other. <laughs> there, we all know each other. We're related. We're dating. Even though I talked about my tall wife for an hour. Uh, yeah. you know. Zoom right over his head, if I may. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my dwarf mistress, apparently. I mean. Uh, oh, my goodness. So I tell her, like, hey, I'm doing the meet. Like, you have to, like, we'll take the photo. So we take a photo. And then uh, I have a giant uh, trunk that all my merchandise tra- travels in. Right, um, right. And uh, it sits behind the table. It's well organized, so I can just turn around, <laughs> grab a shirt based on the size, boom, sure. uh, get out. So we take the photo, and then she just keeps standing there, and I'm like, oh, oh no, this transaction's done. Like, <laughs> like, like we're done. Yeah. That's all. I don't know what you're doing. And then I don't know if this was done in order to protest or whatever. She she then jumped in the trunk. Wow. She jumped in so the merchandise s- trunk and was like, I'm just gonna hang back here. It's like I'm still I'm still slinging merch. Like, wow. what are you doing? Some and- sort of ventriloquism fantasy. These are weird, <laughs> interesting people in Everett. I like Everett now. Yeah, no, I and it sounds like I'm talking shit. I am not. I am in <laughs> awe of Everett Washington because if any comedian is just like, man, I'm sick of my boring act. I've been doing it every day for God knows how many years. You know, some of those comedians that go on stage, they're still doing Clinton Lewin- uh, Clinton Lewinsky jokes. You yeah. know, from like from like the mid '90s. Go to Everett. You'll th- yeah. Th- you'll, you'll, not you'll be, be you'll be forced. In yes. the new material, at yes. the very least. That would be a typical show. So, yeah, she, you, she jumped into the trunk. That, that's crazy. Maybe she wanted to go home with you. Uh, she did. She made, that very, she made that very clear. She made that very clear. So she she's she, very clear. She's driving a wedge, or perhaps in this instance, a small doorstop, in yeah. between you and your wife. That's, uh, that's hey. heinous and hilarious. When you're processing ideas... Yeah. Uh, for me, it took a long time to get to a place where I would tell a joke in the first person, where I was part of the joke, where I was the butt of the joke. Uh, it took me a long time to get because I just wrote jokes, bam, 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 especially yeah, yeah. stuff, you know, uh, do you, you seem more seamless in that arena have you had to work at it or did it just come naturally to you or 
I've always said uh, I'm jealous of actual joke writers such such as yourself. Um, (laughs) I am not a joke writer. Uh, uh, This this is is actually a joke from one of my specials, but it's very true. Here is my here is my writing process, Jeff. Step one: be a dwarf. Step two: (laughs) so wait, (laughs) (laughs) wait, yeah, and then although there's a there. It's anybody would look and go, that is, uh, pun intended, a giant comedy hook, uh, you know, and yet there's got to be downsides to that. There have to be things that you process. Ooh, this would be cool. Or I could do this or I I could make this physical. And then you have to stop and go, that's not going to read if I try that or it's not going to I don't have the ability to execute something my brain has said is going to be hilarious. Yes, there's uh, the only like, yes, it's a nice comedy hook, so to speak, that gets me in the door. Absolutely. Um, It was a benefit when I started because it got me on shows that I had no business being on because they're like, yeah, dwarf comedian, throw him up there. (laughs) Um, Diversity. Hey, how how can we have a white guy but still fulfill our (laughs) diversity? requirement exactly. oh brad white dwarf awesome boom anyway, so uh, which by the way i think white dwarf played at coachella this past weekend they were on yeah. the side stage they're uh, hot right now oh yeah white hot uh yeah so like it started off as being a good hook and then when i wanted to like move on from from like opening act to like yeah. headliner then it was sort of detrimental because people thought like, oh, well, he's just the dwarf guy. Like, what's he going to do? Right. He can't, tell, he, he, he can't tell dwarf jokes for an hour. And I wanted to look at people and be like, no, I know I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they're like, well, how could you write anything else? It's like what, plenty. I, I, I have plenty of other stuff that I talk yeah. about. Um, so that that was when it was that de- that was when it was detrimental, like when they wanted me to yeah. move on or when, when I wanted to move on to becoming a headliner. But now it's kind of gotten to a really comfortable point where people get it. They know what I do. They know it's not going to be an hour of, I could take a pass with a thimble. That's weird. Like, it's not right, that. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, now now it's at a really good spot. Now I just have to worry about dwarf women jumping in my merchandise trunk. <laughs> sure. Why need to go home with you? Yeah, it's uh, tough sometimes to explain that uh, dwarfism doesn't actually shrink the brain in any sort of capacity. If anything, look at my head. It's huge. <laughs> you might have twice brain. the brain. Sponsor, right, guys. Right. Oh, hang on, Brad. I got to get this one in. I got a time crunch on this sponsor. AutoZone. Find out what you ought to do from the know-it-alls at AutoZone. And, of course, Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel. Now, Brad was go. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying after AutoZone. Uh, like, because when you first said, because when you first said uh, AutoZone, I thought, oh, so like you tie a noose around your neck and you masturbate while they're changing your tires. <laughs> that's that's autoerotic zone. Autoerotic zone. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, that's that's Chet's next sponsor. Okay. Um, who did? Who influenced you when you were Uh-oh. thinking I want to get? When you were thinking I want to get into comedy. Yeah. What made you say I can do this? And then once you're in comedy, who are the people who you go there? There's something I can learn from. There you go. Um, 
uh, Eddie Murphy Raw was the first comedy special I ever watched. And now when I get older and you look back, you go like he was 21 or uh, crazy. How Just crazy. I, I, however yeah. young he was when he got. And that was his second special. Like he was even younger at right. Delirious, which is arguably the better one. Um, holy shit. Like yeah. I, I the, the, the fact that he was doing that at that age uh, was just madness. And some some of the bits hold up. Some of the bits have not held up uh, as, as we move in towards a different mindset of comedy. Right, uh, right. But, oh, but overall, Eddie Murphy Raw was the first one I ever saw, and that was hilarious, and that got me kind of into it. And then some of the comics that really, like, I, I looked at, as that's kind of what I want to do. Uh, Christopher Titus. Oh, um, yeah. Christopher Titus, he did a special called Norman Rockwell is Bleeding. And it's one of my favorite specials of all time for simply this. Uh, Titus, better than almost anyone, knows how to milk a dramatic moment and stretch it out where the audience is like so uncomfortable and they want some release. And then he gives it to him with the joke. And then the laugh is even bigger and so titus taught me his style of comedy taught me that be comfortable in the silences because then like when you actually release the audience from the silence and you give them that punchline that they want that they're craving then they get stoked and the laugh will be even bigger yeah yeah i like titus he's got like an ali jab that he's just gonna use until he drops dead you know it's just Bam, it's just in your face. He's yeah. unabashed about it. He owns that. He's not going to try to trick you into no. a into a thinking about a joke. He's no, gonna no, go, no. here, here's something you have to think about now, because I'm gonna talk about it for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's great. And uh and, and in terms of maybe comedy that's happening right now, uh stuff that I really like, uh Burr. Obviously, yeah. Burr's great. Burr's amazing. Uh, there's a comedian kind of along the same lines as Titus in terms of making a joke from very uncomfortable situations. His name is Daniel Sloss. I love this kid. He's younger than me, so I call him a kid. And, he, sure. and, and it it's makes fun, me really, isn't it, to call someone a kid? It makes me really upset <laughs> that he's younger than me because holy <laughs> fuck, is he good? Um, wow. if, uh, if, if people are wondering where to find him, he's got a special on Netflix called Jigsaw that, uh, let's just say he keeps track of how many divorces this special has caused. So, <laughs> wow. If, if you ever want to put your marriage to the test, watch Jigsaw or, or any relationship. Um, I love, 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 um, Daniel Sloss, uh, he's working right now. And also uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Um, Love her. She's great. She's doing fantastic work. And I I, I tend to have a theme. Like, I like comedians that make you uncomfortable and then get the joke that allows you to snap back. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with Sloss, but certainly Tomlinson, of course, uh, Titus as well. Um, Mm. Their ability to write great jokes and put them inside those structures. You know, uh, I like watching Taylor Tomlinson because it's like Amy Schumer's the same way. It seems 
on the surface that there's something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, their PR people are going to label them something else. They're going to get them all kinds of PR about being women and be doing this and that. And then yeah. you watch them and you go, like when I watched Amy uh, host the Oscars, I went, oh, she is just pounding beautiful yeah. jokes. Yeah. And and Comedy. knowing she has, uh, Shanling was the first guy I saw who did this. That you're getting a, a grace period from the crowd on doing something a little edgy, a little racy or something like that. And I, I think Tomlinson does it. I think Titus does that as well. And I have to watch Sloss. I can't wait. Yeah, he, he's really you're 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 going to hate him, too, because because of how because of how good he is. Uh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, yeah. guys. Hey, that little corner of the show sponsored by Incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers. And of course, J.C. Penny dressing homicide detectives for over 60 years. Jeff, you better have another comedy question. Looks like uh, Brad's all warmed up for him. Pups. I'm, I'm getting to it. Uh, where do we go uh, with the, the Brad Williams career from here? Because you have some options. You could write projects for yourself. You could focus on acting or you could continue to pound what you're doing and pump that level up. So now you're doing all theaters, you're doing bigger theaters. You're, you know what I mean? You're you're, you're the next burr in a sense. Oof. Ah, Well, yeah, that just, that scares me. Um, But uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I am doing. That's something I, I like doing stuff that isn't, that hasn't that either hasn't been done before or is very rare that really intrigues me um so one thing that i'm doing uh, this year in fact in less than a month that's weird uh i'm doing a three-month residency in las vegas now that's happened many times comedians have been to las vegas but this is i'm not just at the new york new york hotel and casino for three months I'm part of the new Cirque du Soleil show, Mad Apple. I am wow. Now I'm not being fired out of a cannon. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing acrobatics. Right. We're setting. Set, like, well, let's set the ground rules. Yeah, you're in the Cirque du Soleil show, but you're not being shot out of a cannon. No, you're not going to uh, be tossed across the stage by larger, stronger people. No, but uh, you're not that, a cupid no. in any way, shape, or form, or an angel. No. All right. So uh, we've eliminated a lot of preconceived notions about what you could be doing. What yeah. will you be doing in this Soleil show? I'm doing. I'm doing stand up. Uh, they're doing a show now. It's called Mad Apple, and they're they're morphing different forms of entertainment. So there will be the acrobatics that you've seen and come to know and love in certain Cirque shows. Some incredible ones that uh, I've been luck- I've been lucky enough to get a sneak preview of. Um, and then there's going to be uh, bands, there's going to be singers, there's going to be uh, two comedians, uh, and I'm doing straight stand-up. The, uh, the other comedian um, does a freestyle rap, which is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. He gets four topics from the audience, and then he freestyles a wow. rap that molds all the topics in and has jokes. It's insane wow. talent. And then I'm doing stand-up and kind of I'm doing two sets uh, throughout the show. And then I got a little something else that I'm keeping a surprise. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're merging stand-up comedy, Cirque du Soleil. It's a three-month run. It's at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. It's called Mad Apple. When does I'll it be start? There for, 
I'll be there May 12th through August 18th. And uh, Sweet to have the summer blocked out. Yeah. And, and, nice. Yeah. And no better time to be in Las Vegas than when you absolutely don't want to go outside. Yeah, when it's 132 degrees out. I, I'm trying to figure out if this is next level Cirque du Soleil or if they just sat around the boardroom and finally went, that's fucking it. We're out of shit. Let's just have a variety <laughs> show. Well, what's funny is that like when I started doing stand-up comedy, my dad would be like, stand-up comedy? You're going to end up in the circus. And I'm like, no, I'm an artist. <laughs> and now I'm in the circus. Dad, dad was right, as he always uh, <laughs> Sponsored by Sliver City, guys, the lumber yard that's in a hurry. And Cole Slaughter, we murder cabbage for a killer side dish just for you. Uh, all right. You, you, uh, you're working now in New York, New York. You're in a Cirque du Soleil show. You're locked in in residency. Uh, your career's skyrocketing. But you are a comedian who has pounded the body for a long time before you could get a couple of shots in on the head. You've you're you're the you're a guy that I think, oh, when I say worst gig, I know there's probably seven that just pop up in your head like that. And you have to go, oh wait a second, let me pick the best one or two one or two. Sure. And, and and I love that you look at your dwarf guest and the first number that pops in your head is seven. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hey, look, way. it's uh, no need to wake uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, any psychologists on this one. Freud can continue napping. I think yeah, we, you figured that out all by yourself. We're good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, when people say like, uh, like, like, I, I, I don't know if this happened to you, Jeff. Did you ever kind of wake up one day and go like, oh, I became the veteran. Like, I'm now the stand-up comedy veteran like i i have the mindset yeah. of oh i'm still the kid i'm still the new guy right yeah and, and like then i wake up and i go to the comedy store and i got comics coming up to me like dude i've been watching your stuff for years and it's like huh <laughs> when did yeah. that happen hold that anecdote uh yeah ike Barinholtz came up to me and said nice. oh man i'm a huge fan my dad and i he would take me to watch you at the improv in chicago <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, why don't I just have a heart attack here? Get the defib paddles. I'm ready to croak. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's uh, so I've had those gigs. And uh, while I've been doing this, while I've been doing comedy now for 18 years, um, it's yeah, it it didn't get to, you know, touring clubs regularly until about seven, six or seven years in. So, uh, yeah, I've got I've got some hell gigs. What do you want? Uh, the, The one that. The one that pops into my head. What do you it, want? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm at a deli now. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there, like there's the gigs that almost every comedian has where, you know, when you're starting out, you play a sports bar where they turn off the Laker playoff game and then go, <laughs> now it's time for the comedy show. And you're just sure. sitting there like, well, don't turn off the, it's the fourth quarter. We can push it back a half hour. <laughs> Holy shit. You know? Yeah. So there, there's de- there's definitely gigs like that. Um, multiple gigs uh, where someone has uh, threatened to kill me. Uh, uh, no, this uh, is interesting. Hang on, don't don't just blow over those like those are sports bar gigs. <laughs> <laughs> so there was threatening there, death is an yeah. interesting bad gig. Yeah, there was a gig. I don't know the name of the venue. I don't know if it's still around, but it was in Odessa, Texas. And, wow, that's uh, death right there. 
There, right? Oh no, my yes. God. Death Makes career, Everett certainly. Washington look like Paris. <laughs> so I get out the, the, the club. Well, during the show, there was a there was a back and forth with a certain audience member um, that was interesting. And then they ended up throwing him out. And uh, so when the show is done, I'm wa- I, I just kind of walk out the back door. I'm walking to the car with the opening act. And uh, we just see uh, headlights turn on <laughs> of a pickup truck. <laughs> and this guy comes out of the driver's side and just yells out, Kill the dwarf! <laughs> So now you're just trying to figure out, is this the sh- something I said in the show or is this yeah. just Texas? Yeah. <laughs> What's so, happening here? I mean, and that and that's it, it, it also goes back to something else with me where people say, like, well, what should we call you? Dwarf, little person, midget. And I go, it's really context because that guy yelled out, kill the dwarf. It wasn't the dwarf part that offended me. It was the kill the. Yeah, like, sure. There's only three words here. Yeah, you <laughs> can first, say anything. The first after, is the most offensive. <laughs> yeah, you can say anything after kill the. I'm not going to care. I'm just, so how does this, uh, who breaks this up? Uh, we do. We thankfully were close enough to our car. We jumped in and then we're wow. able to, uh, we're able to lose them. Uh, it, it was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, literally. In in a cannonball run car chase, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, that. for your life. We've had that. Um, there's a comedy club I don't play anymore. I don't know if it's still around. They don't do this show anymore. But uh, there was a time where the Comedy Factory in Baltimore, Maryland, um, wow. which I I love the guy Chip who 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 runs it. Had some great times there. But they used to do. A, a midnight show on Saturday and the whole thing was it you 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 pay 20 bucks and it's all you can drink good lord <laughs> wow so you can only imagine this is like it's like people. it's like running the steeplechase for the first time and you're thinking it, this is hard but I can make it and then you hit the water hurdle yeah where you go what the fuck is this that that is what this show is. Twenty dollars, all you can drink, starting at midnight. So you can only imagine the the, the type of quality human being that goes to a twenty dollar <laughs> all you can drink midnight comedy show. Sure. So, middle of my set, a guy walks up on stage. He's n- not prompted, and just just starts doing the Dougie. Like he's just he's he's just like doing a <laughs> he's doing a dance, and then. I'm looking at him like, okay, cool, good job. <laughs> Are we done? Good job. And he just keeps dugging, and I'm I'm background noise for people drinking. That's all I right. am at this right point. at this and point. Yeah, I'm looking around the club, and I'm like, is anyone gonna? And no one, no one's no. coming. The guy's just still on stage. I've slammed him in terms of comebacks three or four times, but it's like he's so drunk. He's not acknowledging it. I could say anything. Sure. I could I could call his mother the c word. It doesn't it doesn't register with him. Right. He's right. just dancing. So <laughs> I end up finishing my set and like with him still on the stage dancing, 
and I'm just like doing my jokes and stuff. I think I I was supposed to do an hour. I did maybe 20 minutes. I got off the stage. There was no meet and greet that night because I'm like, that's not going to no. go well. And I go up to the, the club manager, this guy named Chip, and I go, Chip, I'm sorry, man, but holy hell, I can't do anything. I'm sorry I, I only did 20 minutes. And he he looked at me and goes, ah, that happens all the time with this midnight show. And I'm like, well, that- <laughs> then maybe, maybe. A, a, don't do the show. <laughs> B, just give mean? me a bonus. That's C, it. How about a dance contest at midnight? <laughs> maybe that'll do work. That. Like, I, I don't understand the people where something horrible happens and, and you go, oh, man, that was horrible. They're like, eh, it happens all the time. It's the old <laughs> joke where a guy goes into a doctor's office and says, doc, it hurts when I do this. And the doc says, well, stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, it's, that's unbelievable. It, it's horrible Guys, every yeah. time. Don't do it. But yeah. that's not the worst game, Jeff. I saved the best for last. Wow. Um, hey, this next one sponsored by Jehovah's Witness Protection. Disappear into the warm grip of the Lord at Jehovah's Witness Protection. Worst gig of two already bad gigs. Here's the third one. Go, Brad Williams. All right. The worst gig I've ever done. I, I don't know, Jeff, if you've ever done a wedding. You've uh, up at a wedding? No, I've played, I've played drums in a band that played weddings. And that was miserably hard. And when I became a stand-up, I said, I, will, I can't do a wedding. So this was early in my career. and That someone goes had, without saying. Yeah. Someone had seen me at the Ontario Improv and as a, as a middle act and said, like, we really like what you do. We're getting married. And we I, know we can't ask the headliner because he's too yeah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask you. And they said, how much do you charge? And I gave him some number that was so high that I thought like, well, there's no way they're going to say yes to this. And and for me at the time, it was like, like, like five, like $5,000. And for me at that time, that was wow. Life changing money. Sure. Like, like in like really great money. That ain't and, bad now. Yeah. It'd be fine. Um, so I, I, I said that and they go, cool, done. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Now I got to actually do this. And, uh, and uh, I, I, so I'm going to play the wedding. They said, we're going to have the uh, maid of honor and best man speeches. And then you, so they're kind of, they're, they're, they're kind of your opening act. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that, so they kind of have it set up for my success a little bit. And so the, the, the best man goes first. Great speech. Very bro Very, it's great. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Uh-oh. Maid of Honor goes up. <laughs> Maid of Honor is the sister of the bride. And one thing I didn't know, and they, they certainly didn't know when they booked me, the mother of the uh, bride and the, maid, and the Maid of Honor had passed away three days before the wedding. Wow. Three okay. days. This so, this. I knew some. I knew a curveball had to be coming because to say this is the worst one after a kill the dwarf bad gig. <laughs> I would go back and outrun those rednecks <laughs> any day before having to do this this kind of show again. I'll be in Odessa all week, people. Yeah, let's go, Odessa. Wow. Uh, so three days earlier. Three days earlier, her whole speech is about mom, as it should be. It's the, yeah. it, it, you know, it, oh, it, it's an insanely sensitive time. And and 
everyone's crying and she's telling stories about how proud mom would be and looking down right now and, oh, and like and she ends with you know like so here's to mom and i know she always liked the 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 the, the, the guy and he, he like she she'd be she's sad she's not here but, but and just everyone's crying and then so she goes here's to mom teary-eyed beautiful toast and then jeff i'm exaggerating nothing okay nothing gotcha. is not nothing is not true about what i'm about to say right after the teary-eyed toast through her tears she says and now the comedy of brad williams wow that was my intro good lord <laughs> yeah so i'm just like that that's ah! yeah that's literally uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the one character, the Michael Rooker character that has the superpower arrow. Yeah. That he just lets go and it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Arrow, yeah. she just let go of the arrow and it went boom, right into your everybody, heart. Everybody, everybody crying, everybody <laughs> tears. And Everybody's now the dead. comedy of Brad Williams. And I think I opened with something like, what would mom think about you having a dwarf at your wedding? Something weird like sure. that. And, and it did not go over well. And, oh my uh, God. So I'm that, yeah, that is worse than, worse than actual death is comedic death. Oh yeah. And that's, and that's why most comedians, like we don't want to, we don't want to see our fellow comedian killing when you're at the improv, the store, whatever, you want to you you want to see your fellow comedian just bomb the worst bomb ever because <laughs> we've all been there and we know yeah. what that is and yeah. and so if everyone's if, if the comedian is bombing and you hear one person in the back just cracking up, that's that's the other comedian that 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 yeah that, that's, that's the that other is. comics absolutely. So yeah, uh, that was a horrible bomb and. uh <laughs> I, 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 I imagine the couple is divorced now. I don't know how they, I can only, yeah, no, survive that. Uh, well, uh, karma's come full circle. You're in residency at yeah. New York, New York, uh, doing a show with Cirque du Soleil starting in May, all through the summer through August. Yeah. Uh, Brad Williams, uh, what, first of all, what a show. I'm pretty sure we started with a, uh, dwarf in your merch chest yep and we've ended with a kill the dwarf and a uh eulogy followed by your comedy stylings yeah man. Uh, and, that and, now, that's a good podcast i don't care what anybody says yeah and, and with with several ads throughout from companies that i'm actually gonna look up yeah absolutely uh, follow Brad Williams on Twitter at funny Brad. And is it, uh, the website's Brad Williams Is that it? Correct, sir. That's where you can find all the dates. And, uh, literally the week after we close, or at least I end my run in Vegas, I'll be at San Jose improv. So, uh, wow. So you're not. Wow. Ah, no time. You haven't done housework in months. Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> this is my man cave right here. We're on, we're on video right now. I'll, I can, I'll show you the stuff. Just oh my god! I I can smell the mildew from here, my friend. <laughs> just littered across the floor. Brad, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Always a pleasure, Jeff and Chet. Follow me on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. Uh, my album, What Was I Thinking, streaming everywhere. The Play with Pain mugs available at JeffCesario.com. 
They're up in that corner. I'm so perilously close to getting a check from Cafe Press. I need like three more mugs. And then I hit the minimum, Brad, and then they sent the check. So folks, go there, buy them for, hey, Father's Day coming up around the corner. Perfect Father's Day gift. Uh, I am going to try to get out on the road soon. I'm going to, I'm putting some things together. I'll post it on uh, the website, jeffcesario.com. So go to that and uh, hopefully we'll see you down the road. And of course, uh, go to bradwilliamscomedy.com and check out all his dates. Odessa, here's your chance within a 500 mile radius. That's as close as he's getting. Uh, Chet, what do you have cooking? This weekend, I'll be in temporary housing, Kansas, calling the Tornado Hot Air Balloon Festival for AdrenalineIdiots.com. God, I hope they set us up in the old NORAD bunker again. Sponsored by Fluow, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine and 45-hour energy drink. Live big, crash hard. Thanks for tuning in. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.